it's, it's Wazir. My name is Wazir. My name is John Muhammad, and we're your hosts. And this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. All right, then. How you doing today? Great. Fantastic. I am doing great also. It is a beautiful day in Houston, Texas. The weather is great. It's a little cool, you know? Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> it's usually yeah, like over going. 90. Yeah. But, uh... We want to welcome our listeners, those who have been here the past few episodes, and those who are new. Um, for those who are new, what is the purpose of the BBB podcast? Well, we are a business talk show, right? and we are focused on the entrepreneur or either the business owner that wants to expand their business. And we primarily focus in redeveloping the black community, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are usually the underserved undeserved, uh, underserved uh, community. So we want to make a difference. Disenfranchised, if you will. So this is a business podcast. We talk about the different building blocks that you need to build your business. In a business, everyone knows that the blood of that business, if you will, is money. So being that fact... What is our intentions and what is our purpose? Is it strictly money, get money by any means necessary, or are we trying to do something a little bigger? We definitely need money. Right. But that's not what that's not our passion. That's that's not what motivates us. Mm-hmm. What motivates us is the meeting the needs of our people. Right. You know, nation building. You know, the scripture calls it building kingdom building. Mm. Seek ye the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and the things will be added unto to you. So as we seek kingdom or nation building, right, that is meeting the needs of, of, of the people. Mm. Okay. So if money was our sole purpose, then we would be doing anything to get it, and that's not our motive in this situation. It's more of if somebody, say somebody needs clothing, or if your brother needs clothing and you have, and you grow cotton, and y'all shall meet in the middle and exchange goods it's, and it's services. A, it's a mutual beneficial exchange. It's not a winner and a loser. Oh, okay. Sometimes in this uh, business climate that we're in, right. very hostile, uh-huh. and it's by, like you would say, any means necessary. If that means I can pollute the environment, right, or I can put an ingredient in my product or my food that will harm life, I would do that because I'm trying to Make a, a increase my profit margin. Mm. So if it, if that chemical causes cancer, well, I sell it anyway, right? Because my motive here is not health, a long life, a longevity. It's short term profits. Wow, you know. So in in that sense, that's that's uh, evil in my opinion. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a uh, a perverse incentive. And it just it just holds back progress of everyone as a whole. Right. Like I feel like if the if the oil companies, like the big oil tycoons, if they weren't so focused on money, we would have got to a point now where we were getting like a hundred miles to the gallon in right. cars. Like I feel like I believe the technologies out there will be more fuel efficient. But they don't want that because then you, you got to buy more gas. You'll yeah, be buying they, less they gas. They keep us buying. They they want to keep us driving these gas guzzlers. Fossil fuels in general. Right. Because we could be running our homes and everything off uh, solar panels and everything, but... Yeah, it's too, it's too accessible. You see, the sun, the wind, uh, those are, uh, they, they are renewable. Right. And 
they are accessible because they're God-given. Exactly. They want something that they that's that they can control, and they can make a sense of a, a there's a scarce source. So now I can raise I can raise the price. Have you heard about what Akon was doing with the when he went lit up Africa like a huge yeah, part? Of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm impressed with the work of Akon. Right. Because he did what. Governments and the United Nations and all these wouldn't do major uh, uh, nonprofits was unable to do all them commercials we seen with the flies on their face and everything. <laughs> what was they doing with our money? They wouldn't they wouldn't giving them electricity or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that, we'll get to that because yeah. I think he was cool because he had got a, a billion dollar line of credit with the Chinese government, right? Right, and 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 also he bought up some. Solar technology, right? That wasn't being utilized in the West mm. because of of that technology being depressed mm-hmm. or kept away from the market by all industry mm-hmm. uh, interests. So, since those people that that's in the uh, solar uh, industry, uh, alternative industry, uh, energy industry, they had this technology. So that's a business opportunity, right? It, Africa was uh, was a uh, they had an unneed, uh, unmet need, right? A demand for this technology, a cheaper source of energy. Mm. So th- and that that uh, also China was able to see an opportunity, a business opportunity, right? So we had a mutual win win situation. Mm. So then they was able to move on that. Gaddafi did something uh, before he was eliminated. What was that? Uh, he got a satellite, worked with the Chinese uh, to get a satellite launch so that Africa can have its own communications. Wow. Cell phones, you know, cell phone technology is the technology of the day, and they use cell phone mm-hmm. uh, tech, as satellites. Satellites, right. But before then, you have to go to Europe. Your call had to go to Europe and then back to Africa if you wanted to contact another African <laughs> Right. Person, your, your call had to go. It's like the airlines. You know, you have to go to Europe or, or somewhere, somewhere else or the Middle East, and you're just trying to travel within Africa. Mm. You know, they did something similar with the railroads. And this is all economic because if you have yeah. to go to these countries, you have to spend money there to then come back to... Divide and conquer. Wow. Divide and conquer. Also making you dependent. Mm. So they didn't... You know, they carved up Africa uh, and they crossed tribal lines. Right. And they they put half of your tribe in this country, another half in that country, and now you're conflicting with another tribe mm. because of these false boundaries. And then they put one of them in power, and then they, right. they oppress one other. side, yeah. And then when they take them out of power, then the people that were oppressed retaliate. Divide and conquer. Wow. But the railroads didn't match. They had different gauges, different sizes, so that, and they didn't line up like some of the roads didn't. Oh, it wasn't. So, so uh, it made it difficult for them to trade and travel from country to country. See, what makes a nation powerful economically right. is trade. Okay. So if they frustrate your ability to communicate, they frustrate your technology, and they frustrate your trade. And so that impact on your your GNP, your, your 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 gross national product, your ability right. to produce and grow. So what we have to do, we have to open up communications. We have to share this technology, and we have to do trade with one another. 
have to do trade. Yeah. These these topics that you're speaking about, everyone doesn't know these things that you are talking right now, these words that you are saying. So who are you, John Muhammad, that got you this knowledge? Where did you get this from? And how did you get this information as far as business and economics is concerned? Okay, we're going to talk about education. Okay. Uh, I did uh, uh, receive an education, public right. education, college education um, at the University of Texas in Austin and also Texas Southern University. Right. But the knowledge of self came from the Nation of Islam. Right. And this whole orientation of my thinking, not just learning, uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic, mm -hmm. or, or even technology. Engineering, what I was studying engineering, and later uh, construction management. Right. But... How am I use those skills? Mm -hmm. The orientation of that education. How am I use this knowledge? Right. To what purpose? To what end? That came from the Nation of Islam. Knowledge of self, you see. Mm. And also a sense of mission, a sense of purpose. Right. You see, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, and in this city, Houston, Texas, uh, my student ministers, Minister Robert Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Those are my mentors. They 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 teach me. They gave me the f foundation on which I can serve out my purpose. Wow. You see? Right. And that is to be a part of building a whole new world and civilization. Mm. You see? Right. Christ comes to make all things new, but he also comes to set up a kingdom. And our community happened to be the cornerstone of a new kingdom in a new world. We are the stone that the builders rejected. Mm. See, we that lost sheep, that black sheep that was lost. Right. And he left the other sheep and he went to go find that lost sheep. Wow. So, you know, uh, that's, that's the orientation of my thinking. And it's not just nationalism. It's universal. But it starts off national. Right. You know, it starts off with our community, but it expands all over the world because we're building a kingdom for the righteous. Mm. Very true, very true. Well, uh, you talked about nation building. Another word for nation is government. Right. So when when our people who are listening to the show, when they have their business, they have their blocks, they've been building and getting some momentum, should they or should they not do business with the government? Should they get government contracts? Should they seek out these things? What What is some guidance in that in that area? And the first thing I think about is the taxes that we pay. Right. Yeah. You know, no taxation. I mean, taxation without representation is tyranny. Absolutely. So we want to benefit from our own tax dollars, mm. and we're paying taxes. We're paying sales tax, and in Houston, it's 8.25% for every dollar. Every dollar you spend. And that's just sales tax. But there's other taxes, property tax, mm. you know, um, income tax. Right. Um, a tax on gas. When you, when you get gas, fill up your tank, they put additional tax on that. Right. And sin tax, you know. They call sin tax like smoking cigarettes. 
Oh. <laughs> the government pays extra tax on the cigarettes to cause, to cause the price to be higher as a deterrent for you smoking. Because now cancer is affecting the health insurance and, you know, health insurance and the government uh, subsidizing these costs of these hospital stays because you're acquiring cancer from your reckless smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Right, right. So if you want to live that reckless lifestyle, then you need to pay a tax. Got to pay the syntax. Syntax. Okay. And then this other one, the lotto, syntax or fool's tax. Wow. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's called, a, it's a tax. You don't realize it's a tax. But this is how they raise money. The state raise extra money by selling the uh, the lotto. Right. They sell you a dream, win $500 million. But the, the retail store that's selling the lotto right. wins every time they sell a lotto. Oh, yeah. They get yeah. a percentage of that. That That's a product that they're selling. Mm -hmm. So they get a percentage. The state get paid off of every lotto ticket. But you only get paid if you win. Wow. And then they tax that winning. Come on. So we're paying all these taxes. Now, we need to capture some of these tax dollars because we're being taxed and overtaxed. Okay, so it's all these different taxes that we are paying out. And we talked about getting money from the government. What type of services do, does the government even contract out? Like, what do they need from from the citizens? That One of the first things you see is the government must be housed in buildings. Government buildings. Right. Government roads. Government bridges. You see, mm -hmm. all of these contracts are not done by government employees. The government contract these construction services out. Right. And therein lies the opportunity for us to bid. We need to participate as a independent contractor to bid on these contracts. But not just be bidding. We need to win some of the contracts. So for people who've never, uh, who are kind of green to that whole idea of bidding on a contract, what does that mean? Is that like when you go to an auction or something? Or do they put out the job and then people, how do how yeah. do you even, how, do they, how are they even aware of your company? Okay, you just can't go straight and bid. You have to register with that government okay. entity. And we're going to talk about local government. So if you're doing business with the city of Houston, mm -hmm. You have to go and register as a contractor, as a certified contractor, and meet their requirement. Right. See, they have a requirement in terms of, say, your, the qualifications of your staff, mm -hmm. of your organizational staff. Mm -hmm. We talked about it in business planning. You know, the qualifications of your equipment capacity. Right. And also financial uh, backing. So you have to have capital. Mm. You know, you may have to uh, take out a bond, a surety bond, in case your project fail. Then the, these are funds that will cover uh, another contract to complete that project. Right. If your company collapse or for whatever reason fail on a project, so it's financial considerations you have to be able to meet. Which oftentimes, that's we fall in difficulty. Because we don't have a historical uh, uh, track record of wealth. Right. Most of us are first generation. If anybody has wealth, it's probably they're the first generation. So yeah. that would end, what they would do is they would have a 
minority business program, a small business program, where they take a large project and then they will break up smaller subcontracts, say $5,000 or maybe $10,000 contracts or $50,000 contracts, so that your company, your small company, right. can, can participate. So when you say event, so once you register, say they're remodeling or redoing the, the courthouse on Franklin downtown. Yeah. They say we need, um, con- I mean, companies to, to help renovate this building. What happens? Do the companies all send in their price, what they could do it for, and then they pick well, yeah, the, the cheapest one for the, the best work the, or something? The city, to their, to their contractors that register with them, they send out a bid proposal. So, you know, you are, you, are, you are able to go down, and I work for, I used to work for a general contractor. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were able to go and get a set of, a, 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 a bid package, and we go and we estimate based on those plans, and we, come, we assign our price to it, and we give them a quote of uh, what our dollar amount or what we can do that project for. Well, there's other contractors submitting their bids. Right. And so they would choose the best bid, not necessarily the ch- the cheapest bid. Right. The best bid is be the, the contractors that is most qualified, as well as meeting the financial requirements. Mm. You got to have a track record. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to be well capitalized. Right. And, and those are the considerations. But the consideration that we want our elected officials to realize that we live in this city, we pay taxes in this city, we need a target. We need we need a percentage of those contracts. What is the demographics of this population? Right. If we're 30 to 40% of the population. We should be getting 30 to 40% of the contracts. That's right. And 30 to 40% of the jobs. And, 30 to, and, and we should be getting equal services. Right. You see. And... And construction is only one. That's one service. You know, you get maintenance contracts, too. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I didn't you know, know that. You got janitorial uh, services. Uh, services like uh, pest control. Uh, what about legal services? What about accounting services? Mm-hmm. What about consulting services? Right, right. What about supply contractors? Well, where do you get your uniforms for? For this department or that department? Maybe even police department. Or the fire department. Right. You know, you got equipment. Or say if it's a school, they may need food when they're buying their uh, food for the school, for the lunch. You have vendors. Vendors, yeah. So the city have vendors lists. You know, for the old supplies, you want to be listed on the the city government's vendors list so that you can uh, supply the uh, city or the school district or the hospital district. Didn't, you see what I'm saying? Didn't the company you said you worked for last episode, Fishnet, didn't they start doing food for schools? That's what they're Didn't doing. Didn't they start now, catering? We're we, we giving them a plug. Oh, oh, they oh. Are, they, <laughs> they are caterers now. They, 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 they're no longer in the, you know, the dining, the restaurant, dining, in the food service business. They are into charter schools. Right. So they supply breakfasts and lunches. For hundreds of students, and I think at least two or three charter schools, and that's another opportunity that we're we're realizing with this whole school. Uh, uh, you know, this administration believes in private schooling, right? And they want to destroy the public school system. 
I didn't. I, so I they were in favor of the charter school system or the private school system. Mm. The question is, what's our interest? Right. We need to ask that question. And we fighting for a failing public school system that's destroying the minds of our children. Why don't we take those vouchers? That's how they want to do it. Divided up in vouchers, and you choose. You you can choose what school you want to go to, the public school or the private school. Mm. And you take your voucher because they spend so many, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars per student. And now you you take that voucher and you go to the school of your choice. Uh. Why don't we set up schools where we able to to train, teach, and train our students, and we give them that orientation of mind. Not just the job training, right? But to empower your own community. Be, yeah, become self sufficient. So, so you mentioned a vendor. So, I mean, we, we're talking about schools, but they could also take this to other organizations, right? Like, yeah, we talked about hospital districts, um, uh, you know, university districts, um, community centers. What about the arenas? The big one, right? The stadiums. You see the big multi-million dollar NRG stadium, you know, the basketball the, stadium, Toyota Center. The soccer stadium, BBVA. Yeah, and the theaters. Right. You know, uh, the, the 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 museums, uh. the zoo, you know, the parks, you know. You know, the government has a lot of departments, even the military. There's major military contracts. Right. Now, you don't have to be in the military to have a a contract for the military. Mm-hmm. Even the even the government hires private armies. You know, Blackwater. You know these. Oh, they, they got private contracts to do military type operations. They call them uh, security contracts. Yeah, it's a word for those. Um, I don't know the word. I'm not going. <laughs> but they're for those private. Soldiers or yeah. whatever. One of the industries... Mercenaries. 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 There we yeah. go, yeah. Okay, then. Well, I like this because I personally wasn't even aware of all the different opportunities that could come. Because we, a lot of times, think of when you have a business, you have to sell to an individual. But if right. you're doing business with these institutions, there's a lot of opportunities. That's major numbers, like we yeah. talked about fishing. That. That's right. a good example. We was in a window, and, and eventually he moved over... From Live Oak and McGowan, that's where we were located. Yes, sir. Uh, in the little small uh, window type operation, he moved to on Inner Street, right across from the old Riverside Hospital, which was a black historical black uh, hospital. Mm. And it it was a dining restaurant where you can go in, sit down, and have a meal. Uh, and now he's in the catering. But you at a charter school, you know how big a school is, a high school or whatever, and all those students. And now you feeding those students twice a day, breakfast and lunch. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And that's guaranteed contracts. I'm not in my brother and sister pockets, but that's, but that's a great the, opportunity. That's what we need to think about institutions. And 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 I hope you ask me the question about self improvement. Self improvement, what do you mean? In other words, we are challenging the government to give us our fair share. You know, federal government, the county government, mm-hmm. the state of Texas, the state government, right, and the federal government. We need our share of these contracts. But what about our own internal institutions? Right, right. What about the 
You talked about the Urban League, the NAACP, or the Black Lawyers Association, or the the Black, whatever those uh, associations or organizations are. Big national organizations. Right. Have major conventions. What are those, um, the different leagues that children play for, like AAU or these different leagues that we are... Little and, league teams, and little and, league teams. Uh, but churches is churches. The big, yeah, that's yeah. The biggest one. It's a lot of money going. Um, let's talk about our and schools and large black corporations, networks or whatever. The question is, every large institution, organization, even church, they have vendors. They have to do just like the government, right? They have to do construction and maintenance services. And my question is, and banking, who are you banking with? Who are your vendors? Who are your contractor? When you're about to build, you got this building fund. Right. And you're about to build this multi-million dollar cathedral or temple or church or whatever, mosque. Who's your contractor? Who are your vendors? Mm. Who's your landscaping contract contractor? Who's your food caterer at your banquet? You talked about banquets. Right. You know, we need to look at those opportunities for empowering black contractors. Mm. And if we're going to hold someone else to, you know, they're not treating us right. My question is how are we treating ourselves? Very good point. Very good point. We talk about support. We talk about um, spreading that dollar around within your community. Well, we have a couple companies that we would like to highlight who have supported us, the BBB podcast. That's right. And they have supported us, so we would like to get into our sponsors at this moment. Right. Our first sponsor, once again this week, is Nation's Products. Nation Products. Nation Products. It's a great company. Like them on Facebook. I see you holding a book right there. What is right. what's going on right there? The famous Blacks in America word search book. What is that? This this, this book right here. It is a puzzle. You know, word how you connect the letters and mm-hmm. find the find words. Right. Well, each puzzle is a different figure, a different Black historical leader uh, figure. And as that, our children learn about their history, their culture, when they solve these puzzles. So, Nation Products, this is called The Famous Blacks in America Word Search. And another book I'm holding right here is called Barack Obama, Son of Promise. It's a children's book that's uh, very well illustrated. Well, our children can see themselves when they read. That's very important for their own self-image, uh, their self-esteem, to to learn about themselves and to see themselves in literature, in history, in culture, and making a contribution to society. And that's the type of education we need. We need that education that that empowers us in our own image and in our in in our own self-esteem. Very important. So like Nations Built, I mean Nations Products on Facebook. Right. 
I also heard that they coming out with a cookbook for very soon. Yeah. A cookbook. And that's that's uh Nadine's uh recipe. Nadine's recipes. Right, recipes. And uh you don't have to eat soul food all the time. Uh eat the, the that meat that's causing you all that health problems. Right. Uh some of that greasy food that came from the plantation. Here is an alternative, uh, alternative way of eating, healthy, and uh, I'm telling you, this this uh, this cookbook is going to be something else. Look out for it on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Going to be something special. As always, we are brought to you by Wazir's Music. That what's, is, what, what is, what is Wazir's Music? That's what I want to know. Wazir Music. You are listening to Wazir right now. That's that song in the background. That smooth tunes right there. You can go get my album. Photon Fever on iTunes, Apple Music, um, anywhere you listen to music, it's called Photon Fever, or you could just search my name, Wazir. I'm the only Wazir on there, W-A-Z-E-E-R. Right. You, you can also follow me on Instagram at Wazir underscore. And just keep just keep in touch. That's all I need from y'all. Just stay in touch with me, and we're going to keep this thing going, keep it building. Find me on YouTube also. All right. Now, we just highlighted two businesses that supported us. We are building a business ourselves, And honestly, when I look around on social media, I see a lot of entrepreneurs out in the world. It's an entrepreneurial spirit going around, basically. Right. Now, one thing that a lot of us or a lot of people who are biz- building businesses say is, well, I don't need no degree. I'm out here trying to get it. I'm building yeah. a business. What ain't no, you know, ain't no school going to teach me how to go out here and do how my taxes. Do me, huh? Yeah, how to do what I'm doing. Hustle. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get it myself. I'm getting to the bag myself. <laughs> so that's that's a, I've heard that. I've heard people say that. I've even said that before. But should we go to college if we want to start a business? Does it make sense to go to a, a, a education institution and and learn some, get that degree, get that piece of paper? If what we're really trying to do is build a business, well, all businesses don't require a degree, but you need to know something about the business you're going into. You need to be an expert in that business because you wanna um, you wanna be able to compete. And you, uh, the most honorable Muhammad said, get knowledge to benefit self. Mm-hmm. So you add into your own self whenever you're educated, when you acquire knowledge, you're making yourself more powerful. You're giving yourself more options. Right. Uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is always uh, advising us to study engineering and agriculture. Mm. If you're going to build a new civilization, a kingdom, right, uh, a city, a nation, whatever you're building, we just talked about government. Right. You can't build these structures ignorantly. Mm. The, the structure will collapse. Right. You know, there's a lot of science and mathematics that you have to understand. You got to understand laws of physics. You're going to need that engineering degree if you're going to lay that foundation. If it's going <laughs> to stand the test of time right. and the stresses and the and the weather and that type of thing. Mm. But we, in every field, we need to acquire education. We need to develop skills and even getting jobs in order to gain work experience. Right, you I don't go straight into business owner ownership with no type of knowledge or experience. Right, I have a friend who's starting a, a soap company right now, and she was. We were talking last night. And she was like, "I'm trying to figure out what 
right now she works in hospitality, like restaurants yeah. and stuff like uh-huh. that. But on the side, she does her soap business. And so it's all all clean soap, all healthy. You know, it doesn't have all those different phosphates and right. all those bad things that are in our soaps and our care products. Right. So I asked her, there's a company, I don't want to say their name, I want to plug them, but there's a company that's a pretty big company that's right. located in Houston, and they do that kind of thing. They do healthy soaps and things like that. So I offered to her, I was like, why don't you... Because she's working a job anyway right now. Right. I was like, why don't you go work for them? Right. Learn their systems, learn their processes, and then you'll know, you'll have a, then have a blueprint where you can structure your company kind of based off them. And she was right. like, oh, okay, I didn't really think about it like that. And I was like, a lot and, of people can do that. maybe you can improve on that. Right, you can find where their shortcomings are. That, and you can see where you can improve or do it better. Man. And uh, that's why we have to study our competition. And we notice those people in the marketplace that are successful. Mm-hmm. We need to study those in, in order to make our operation better. So we talk about education. Are there any industries or businesses that that is not optional, where you have to have a degree? Do you want to go see a doctor if you're sick or injured? Mm-hmm. You want him to go to school of heart docs or you want him to have... <laughs> You want to be YouTube trained? He's doing surgery. He's doing brain surgery on you. Right. And uh, he's going to have a hammer and a, and a chisel, you know. He's going to work on your brain. Looking at a how-to brain surgery video on his phone while he... <laughs> there are certain yeah. industries that we cannot avoid having uh, education and advanced education. Right. The medical industry is one. The legal. Um, a lawyer. You want your lawyer to been through law school. You don't mm-hmm. want a jailhouse lawyer. Right. You don't want to try to represent yourself, and you're you're ignorant of the law. Uh, And we talked about engineers. Engineers are licensed. You can imagine uh, a building downtown. Right. There's a lot of laws of uh, of physics and uh, science that went into that building, and if if the steel is not the right grade. Uh, or it's not the right span, you know, in your open space. You got loads and pressures and all this type of thing. The concrete has to be cured. Right. Um, I was talking to a brother one time, and he was getting his degree. He actually got it now, Brother Tariq Muhammad. Right. Uh, I was talking to him about what he was doing. He was in school, and he had an engineering job, but it was just like, it was while he was in school. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, actually, I pick out, I pick out soil. Right. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we, you have to have certain soil under buildings for when they put the um, right. the foundation. Well, you, you're talking about some of the pre-construction right. services that must happen. You you find a piece of property, and that property must be tested. The the soil right. must be tested. Also, in case of flood drainage, when you see now a lot of the buildings that are going up, they building a little drainage ditch next to it, mm-hmm. and that's uh, because of the we we building we're laying all this concrete, and there's nowhere for the water to go, so we have all this flash flooding. So now they're requiring that you put drainage in there, a, a retention pond, right? So that the water has somewhere to go. So that's part of the things that that are being added on to construction now. Wow. Okay, so. Well, those are those are the industries that require it. But I want to talk about has um, just for an example, like a real life block. Since this is a business building blocks, what 
you have a degree. You went to school for construction management. Yes. At any point after you got that degree, did it serve you in any way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually worked in the industry for over 25 years. Right. So from the very beginning when I started, I didn't start managing. I started working. Okay. Right. You see, uh, some, some of the things that I started off doing was landscaping. Mowing grass, mm. you know, trimming tr trees and, and, and building land, <laughs> what they call uh, flower beds. Right. And um, after that, I think we did uh, work for a electrical contractor. All Service Electric was the largest black electrical contractor in the state of Texas. Mm. He had contracts with the school district, with Metro, um, and I actually uh, participated in renovating some of the public schools. Mm -hmm. uh, my old high school uh, was able to rewire the uh, chemistry lab that I sat in. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And we installed an uh, elevator in there, and I helped install the elevator. Huh. I, my, my teacher said, is that you, John? Right, right. <laughs> and I was an electrical helper with a, with a, with a degree. Now, I, I advise anyone that's in school to get an internship. Very important. Don't, don't Very wait important. till you graduate because I was doing some of those other things, retail, mm -hmm. restaurants, some other industries I was doing and we didn't get an internship and we tried. I tried every year I was at TSU. And they had construction going on at the black university. And they did not allow us as students studying construction and engineering. They was building the dome, the stadium, mm -hmm. basketball stadium. They didn't allow us on the job site. Mm, to even see the process. I had to go over to U of H while they were building uh, uh, construction at U of H and walk their job sites because at the black university, they didn't let us on the property. Wow. Until they finished the project. Then they gave us, the, you can be the first to walk it. Mm. And I went to the placement center every year to try to get an internship in construction. And, and we had projects going on right at the university. And uh, the guy that was running the, the placement center said, I could never find any internships in your field. But we got them over here. We got retail jobs, food service jobs, security jobs. Right. You know, working at the post office, but not in building. Building is a denial objective. Mm. When I did work in the field, I later did home building. Very few black superintendents in the industry. Wow. Uh, also... Work for the city of Houston. I'm a FEMA uh, inspector. Why? Why? Oh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, but why do you? Just showing you with the education yeah, why, too. Why do you think? Why do you think they're cutting us off from from those? Because I do see that a lot of companies, and maybe I mean they're not owned. Maybe they're not owned by us, so maybe they just hire their own. But why? Is, why? Why would black people? Why wouldn't they want our people to be in that industry? Or why don't we okay. see that many people in that industry? Now we're going to go into scripture and the time we're living in. Okay, well, let's get See, into it. During slavery, we did all the jobs. We were the labor. We did, and not just unskilled labor. We built the White House. We built Washington, D.C. Right. The, con the, the Congress and the White House and all these elaborate structures, 
that was based on architecture. Mm. And black men designed all that. And we we uh, designed Chicago and built Chicago, too. Well, we built America. Wow, okay. And they brought us over here for our skills, our brain power, as well as our physical power. Mm. But after slavery, now we're competing with other people, other whites, for those jobs. Right. So then they came up with unions and those type of uh, things to try to com- block us out of the job market. And now we are an internal threat. So we're going to make them dependent right. economically. So we're going to bring in illegal immigrants to do the job and displace you and me. And now we have to result to crime activity. Mm. Uh, we have to get involved in uh, criminal activity because there's no jobs. But the time for us to serve other people is over. It's over. I like that you said that. The time for us to serve other people is over. So the people who are out right now, how come the people that you're talking about who are being blocked out by these unions and different things like that, how can they support black entrepreneurs who may have got their education? They they may know a black-owned uh, doctor practice or a lawyer or different things like that. How can they support them if they have... Uh, and well, I, I like the, I like the word support. Support, yeah. Because support is not just money. We have to lend our skills, our knowledge, our training. Right. Why don't we work in those organizations? Why don't we be consultants? If you're an engineer downtown, a Fortune 500 company, why don't you go back to the community and work with those community-based businesses mm-hmm. and organizations and lend your support? Maybe work there part time. Maybe become a consultant. Right. Maybe invest in the business. Mm. You see what I mean? Also, get some we, stock. We get some stock. Yeah, and also patronize. Patronize. And then we need to empower our young men and women in those businesses. They need to get internships. They need experiences. They need to build a uh, experience also. Yeah, because that that'll really give them some direction. Because a lot of us grow up not knowing what what we can do or what's possible. Just in this one discussion, I've heard so many different industries and so many different avenues to create. You know what I'm saying? To create wealth. To create wealth for and yourself. Opportunities, job opportunities within our own community. And I want to talk about something that we talk about support. And a lot of times when people go to black businesses, they waiting to complain about something. Like, ah, oh, the service is bad. See, I ain't never coming here no more. We're not going to dwell on that, but I think you should be patient with us because, like you said, we don't have that generational wealth. So a lot of us are starting a business for the first time right. in our whole generation. Like, we we for don't just have a- all the answers. We can't compete with those people who had a 400-year head start. It's a head start. And they had a head start based on our labor. As you talk, yeah. So now we need to be patient with one another. We need to uh, invest, make a sacrifice, and empower our young people. Our young people have something to offer. They have the technology that they're learning in schools. Right. They have the latest, just like you, in this podcast. Right. You come with all of your training of sound engineering. Right. Yeah, I did. my engineer, and now you're able to place me on a larger platform. Right. Instead of just speaking in my living room. <laughs> now I can share with an audience some of these ideas that maybe I have been frustrated on. 
Right. And not being able to get out. And we talked, I wanted to talk about something that recently happened. I don't know if you saw this, but it was on, we talk about support and we talk, talk about being um, patient with these black businesses. There was a company called Shea Moisture. Have you ever heard of Shea Moisture? No. Mariah, I seen Mariah, there. my little sister got okay. used that. And I think, I think my mother does too. But I see a lot of different uh, women in our community use this, the Shea Moisture. They support okay. that company. Now, recently, they did a, a commercial. Now, this company is black-owned, and they have black people in their leadership right. uh, positions. Now, they recently did a commercial, and it featured white, some white women. Okay. Because they were trying to expand their customer base, right? right? Yeah. So, but when they did this, Twitter drugged them so bad. People, I'm never buying their products ever again. This is the problem. Because I think they talked about it. Um, they recently did an interview with The Breakfast Club, and the, the owner was on there. The brother was on there. Yeah. Or I don't know if he's the owner, but he works. He's high up in the One company. Of executives. Yeah. And, oh, he's the CEO, actually. Okay. And he was talking about how, um, how, how quick the whole customer base turned on him so right. fast and they were trying to almost put him out of business for that one infraction when they have been supporting our community for the past that's, 20 that's, years. That's really ignorance. Yeah. That's ignorance because we are coming from a black community. Right. And we want to sell to the black consumer but we don't want to be limited to the black consumer because that's who do part. we buy from? Right. We buy from everybody. We buy, we, that we do, we're yeah. Not, we're not racist in our Consumption, right? Uh, our spending, we share, we spread our money with everybody. We don't discriminate, right? So we should be able to appeal to the entire marketplace, the whole world, right? See? We want to do that. So it's okay if you if your business serves serve your community, but also if it serves other communities, that's perfectly fine. We don't have to put each other out of business. Oh, you serving other people? You spend almost all all your money with these with well, other and, people. And, and, you know, I didn't talk about this. I ran my own construction company. Right. I had customers in every walk of life, mm. not just in the black community. Right. You know, in the in Asian customers, Hispanic customers, white customers, Jewish customers. It didn't matter. You in a you participating in a part a a a, 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 a population a public marketplace. And we even done jobs for the city of Houston. We did government projects. Right. Public and private. Mm. And that's what we're talking about. We need to grow up. We need to mature in business. Okay. And we have to be able to deal with business on business principles. You see, we got to follow principles to be successful. Because everybody's selling to us. So we should be able to sell to everybody. Speaking of principles, we... we Every week we like to we like to highlight a company or a few companies that we feel are serving or are, are implementing those principles in a way that other businesses can look at right. and be like, oh, I could I could learn from this business. Some examples of what we're talking. About. Some examples of what we're talking about. So this week, I would like to know, brother John, <laughs> who is your business of the week? Muhammad University of Islam, which is one of those private school systems that we talked about, it's the uh, school established by the Nation of Islam, but it's also national, 
Right. The headquarters school is in Chicago at 7351 South Starter Allen Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60649. The phone number is 773-643-0733. Start from elementary on up to high school. Wow, okay. Uh, Muhammad University of Islam. Muhammad University of Islam. We talked about that earlier, educating ourselves, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, education is, is a prerequisite for us all to be able to participate in the economy and to be able to build a new reality for ourselves. And what is that school going to need from these people? They need to. They have lunches. They have May uniforms. They, 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 they may uniforms need to expand on the building, build a gym. So everybody, support that. And we got a location in Houston, Texas, uh, a part of Moss 45 compound. Is located at 4443 Old Spanish Trail, Houston, Texas, 77021. And that phone number is 832-433-7693. Again, it's 832-433-7693. And they also have a Facebook page. Oh, wow. Go to MUI Houston, Mama University Houston, and like us on Facebook. Another you know, business of yeah. the week is New Waters. New Waters. And they're returning as a business of the week because over there on 2320 Elder Street, New Waters is a food co-op. Food co-op, okay. Urban Garden. Mm. They own a three acres urban garden over in the Houston Garden area of Houston, northeast side of town. Wow. And they're going to be, they, they have an announcement, they're going to be opening a grand opening of a food stand on Saturday, May 6th. And you'll be able to uh, rent vendor space if you, you know, they got vendor spaces as low as $10. Uh, wow. It's going to be a weekend market. Very affordable. Saturday, Saturday and Sundays. Uh, look them up on Facebook, New Waters Corporation. That's N-U-W-A-T-E-R-S, Co-op, C-O-O-P, New Waters Co-op. And for, if you want to be a vendor on May 6th, Call them at 832-807-3738. Again, it's 832-807-3738. Wow, we want to thank those businesses so much for showing stellar service with the, with those companies. I remember the first time you talked about New Waters, you said when you walked in, the system, was it the place? Oh, no, 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 that was the other place. <laughs> but this place here, a lot of our business of the weeks, one thing that they have is great customer service, and I think this is a great point to to, to round it out with. When you do acquire these, um, like we talk about the the different government, right? What are the contracts, contracts and all the different? Um, once you get your business rolling, you get these customers. You want to treat them right, right? You want to value. You want to value your customer. You want to value. You want to appreciate your customer, and they want to be. You want them to feel that and sense that. Whenever you interact with them, right, your transaction, right. So you want to greet them, you want to be very personable, uh, you want to smile, uh, you want to make them feel warm mm. and and invited, right. Like you want them there, you appreciate them, because if as we take care of our customer and you talk to them about that symbiotic relationship, they take care of us, right. That's One hand we, washes the we, other. That's how we make our living, <laughs> right. So let's let's do a better job of customer service and showing appreciation and gratitude for them spending their dollars with us. Because you don't want to, you don't want to. You talked about um, you're building that relationship. You, this is a really, this is really your family. You're building a community, and then in turn, 
I mean, a relationship turns into a... Well, yeah, right. yeah. you want repeat business. Right, you want that repeat business. Yeah, you want them to coming back for more and more, and then there's a long-lasting relationship. Instead of you making $1, in a year you made $365. Mm. You see, and then you want them to have a positive experience, a fulfilling experience, they go and tell somebody. Man. And now you got free advertising, free publicity. That makes me think of something I seen on Facebook. Uh, it was um, Steve Harvey. Yeah. And he was on there saying, how to make a million dollars. And, you know, he has these motivational uh, speeches he gives. But he was just sitting in a chair. He's like, I can tell you how to make a million dollars. It's easy. He's like, do you have an idea that can make one dollar? He's like, all right. You can make one dollar. Uh-huh. He's like, do that. Take that idea and do that ten times. He's like, look, now you got ten dollars. He's like, once you do that, he's like, guess what? Do that 10 more times. Now you got $100, basically. And he went all the way through to where you just expand and expand and expand. You don't need this big, grandioso idea. Just do something that works and do it over and over and build that relationship, and you will be successful. I think we have to close it out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing I wanted you to do is to go get the Final Call newspaper. It's a public service announcement. Subscribe, finalcall.com. And also, go check out economicblueprint.org. Again, that's economicblueprint.org. That's the way we can acquire farmland. Okay, go check that out. It's very important. Once again, this has been the Business Building Blocks podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to add as far as announcements or anything uh, like that? No, no. um, Do you have an announcement? I do actually have an announcement. Uh, Recently, I mean, this episode, we talked a lot about education. Right. Me, personally, I went to school for audio engineering. I wanted right, to be... <laughs> yeah, I wanted, thank, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to... Um, and I was interning. I was at school for something totally different, but I wanted to learn how to do music. So I was going to the studio, and I could learn a little bit by just watching them and things like that, but I wanted to have my own knowledge. And those dudes that was working in there, the engineers and the producers them having foresight and knowing how edu- they went to school for a little bit and left but they told me so so when are you graduating and what school well yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying they told me to go to hcc and i went there and i had recently got the degree and i'll be graduating may 12th all right then so i just wanted to let y'all know that we're very excited about that <laughs> all right then. so you this is the business building blocks podcast you have the blocks and i get to building and see you next week see you next week Bye.